Welcome to the Accelerated Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. Josh Cantwell. If you love entrepreneurship and investing in real estate, then you are in the right place. Josh is the CEO of Freeland Ventures Real Estate Private Equity and has personally invested in well over 500 properties all across the country. He's also made hundreds of private lender loans and owns over 1,000 units of apartments. Josh is an expert at raising private money for deals, and he prides himself on never having had a boss in his entire adult life. Josh and his team also mentor investors and entrepreneurs from all over the world. He doesn't dream about doing deals. He actually does them, and so do his listeners and students. Now, sit back, listen, listen learn, learn, and accelerate your business, your life, and your investing with the Accelerated Investor Podcast. So, hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Accelerated Investor. Hey, it's Josh. I'm uh, excited to be with you, as always, to share strategies, ideas uh, for becoming a better investor, for becoming an accelerated investor. Today, uh, I want to share with you uh, some deal-specific deals. Uh, actually, one in particular is a brand new 80-unit apartment building that we are we, we just bought. We closed on it five days ago. Uh, as I record this, it is Wednesday, um, October like whatever 15th, and we closed on this on October 9th. And we're just excited to have this new piece in our portfolio. This brings us up to over uh, 2,800 units of apartments. Uh, and so we're excited to add this one to our portfolio. This is a local deal. So uh, cool thing about this property, local deal. It's about 35 minutes from where I live. A lot of our portfolios in other parts of the country. Uh, we've got about 1,500 units down in the uh, Albany, Georgia, Macon, Georgia markets. We've got 198 unit in Mobile, Alabama, a 216 unit in... Uh, Crosby, Oklahoma. Uh, we've got 164 unit here in Northeast Ohio in Shaker Heights. Uh, we've got some other development deals going on as well. Uh, but this is a little 80 unit deal. So let me tell you a little bit about this. This is what we call 80 Maple. Uh, it's 80 units in Maple Heights, Ohio. Maple Heights is considered a C-class location. Uh, because of the age of these buildings, it's considered a C-class uh, apartment building. The buildings themselves, the outside, the roofs, the windows, the doors, uh, the brick exteriors are in fantastic condition. Um, it's about six miles from downtown Cleveland. It's already been, you know, had a long history, three, five, seven, ten years long history of being well over 90% occupied. Uh, these are what are known as garden style apartments. There's on-site management, on-site leasing, on-site maintenance, on-site laundry. There's 40 garage units, uh, and it's you know it's it's walking distance to shopping. It's walking distance to grocery stores, Home Depot, Giant Eagle, every gas station, every you know, it's uh, kind of you know A class fast food restaurant. Arby's, Wendy's, you know, all, all those McDonald's, Burger King, all that kind of stuff. Now, the reason why we were able to get this, other, the other thing that's cool of it is a number of our tenants work at some pretty nice locations. Guys work at Amazon. There's an Amazon fulfillment center that's about two and a half miles away. There is a shopping center that's a walking distance across the street. There's a Sherwin-Williams automotive finishing plant that's 2.3 miles away. The Cleveland Clinic main campus, we've got a number of nurses and teachers that are tenants here, is about 10 miles away. Uh, the Jack Casino, there's a there's a racino, like a racing and slot 
a slot, um, you know, kind of casino about two and a half miles away. Downtown Cleveland is about uh, 11 miles away. And I can I can get here pretty easily. So a couple things that we liked about this building when we first got introduced to us. So one of the strategies for finding apartment buildings is to find them through commercial brokers. Commercial brokers, guys that work at large commercial brokerage offices like a Marcus and Millichap, like a Collier's International, those kind of places. These you know, commercial brokers represent a lot of off-market inventory. Um, matter of fact, I played golf yesterday with our broker. His name is Will. And we were having a conversation about a different deal that we lost. I'll record a different podcast on that. But Will and I were talking and saying, hey, like, why did we lose that other deal? And Will said, well, the guys that were your competition on the other deal are probably 12 to 13 years ahead of you guys in your apartment portfolio. I said, okay, well, what do you mean? He said, well, those guys started in 2005 and they own 15,000 units of apartments. Um, and they've done 15,000 units primarily with one broker. So I'm talking to Will yesterday. We're golfing. He says, you know, Josh, as we build our relationship, I would love to grow with you guys. I would love to help you guys go from about 3,000 units to 15,000 units because we made a full price offer on that deal, 6.1 million, and we lost it. And I was pissed off. I'm like, why did we lose it? This is, you know, I'm not happy about this. And Will's like, look, you made a full price offer. They made a full price offer. You guys are fully qualified. The other buyer's fully qualified. You put up 100,000 of earnest money. They put up 100,000 of earnest money. The difference is, is that Will's boss, okay, was representing the other group that already did 15,000 units. So, Will's boss, right? So Will's got to, you know, give it, give, give some some room to his boss. Uh, and the, the boss's other client had 15,000 units, you know, which is, we have a lot of units, but they have a lot more than us. So, and so Will and I are talking and we said, well, we just need to do a lot more deals like this 80 Maple deal. This is the deal that I'm telling you about now. And so these, uh, these brokers represent, this is one of the strategies for finding deals. They represent off-market deal flow that you're never, ever going to hear about. Because in the commercial space, a lot of these guys do deals that are off-market, that are basically pocket listings. And in the residential world, you can't really hold a pocket listing for a long time, maybe a couple of days. Then you have to bring it on to the MLS. Well, in the commercial world, you can hold a pocket listing forever and never bring it on to the public markets, never bring it onto LoopNet, never bring it to CoStar, never bring it onto the market. Uh, because in the commercial world, you know, everybody assumes that everybody's a, a big boy, everybody's an adult, uh, and uh, and people do deals with people that they like. Okay, so Will brings us this deal, 80 Maple, and says, look, the landlord's been around a long time. He's kind of tired. He's been He's owned this building for 27 years. His seller depreciation and his tax benefits have run out. You know, he, he, he's owned this property for so long, next year he's going to start paying taxes. So he's been able to take his, his uh, interest expenses, his capital improvements, uh, and the depreciation schedule, and also almost eliminate his taxes altogether. People wonder why Donald Trump paid $750 in federal tax. That's because the tax code is written for landowners and for property owners. So I'm not surprised that Trump paid no taxes. I could have told you that four years ago when he was elected. For us, I don't want to pay any taxes either. The tax code was written by both Democrats and Republicans 
who a lot of these politicians who are supposed to be public servants on both sides of the aisle, they both get rich over time being politicians, being public servants. So they've obviously written the tax code to benefit themselves as well. They're thinking about the Americans, they're thinking about us as citizens, but they've written the tax code to benefit themselves as well. Politicians own real estate, so they wanna pay as little tax as possible. I'll bet you that most politicians on both sides of the aisle pay far less tax than they should because a lot of them own real estate. They're not dummies. So don't be a dummy. Buy some real estate, okay? The other thing about this deal when Will brought it to us, the commercial broker, is, you know, again, the, the, the long occupancy history. But he said, look, this seller's pretty burned out. He hasn't really raised the rents much in the last five years. So the rents are $55 to $170 below market value. And he says, look, a lot of the units need to be fully updated, but they're cosmetic. You know, you're talking about five to $8,000 of cosmetic improvements. You're talking about new carpet and new paint. You're talking about updating the kitchens and the bathrooms, okay? And if you do all that, it's gonna be about seven to $8,000 a unit. If you just update the bathroom, it's about $2,500 a unit. If you just do the carpet and the paint, it's about $3,000 a unit. And if you do the kitchen, it's another $2,500 to $3,000 a unit. So you're talking seven to eight grand to do a two bed or a three bed, one bath property, and then be able to jack the rents up. Um, so all these units we plan on updating over the next four years, and but we only need to update about 40 of the units and raise the rents on 40 units to get to what, what's called our first recapitalization. That recapitalization is when we refinance the building, get a new appraisal, a higher appraisal. That appraisal is high enough to refinance it, put a new loan on it, 75% loan to value, and pay off the initial loan, pay off our initial investment, pay back our initial investors. And so that's fantastic. So that's the plan. We also noticed what was cool is there's 39 garages here. There's 38 two-car garages and one single-car garage. And I was actually on site yesterday walking the buildings, making a plan. We're going to move some of the tenants out of certain garages, move them over to other garages because we need about six of the garages just for our own stuff, for our lawnmowers, for our uh, our storage, our you know our our our, uh, our mobile storage uh, trailer. I couldn't think of the word trailer. Mobile storage trailer. Put that in there. Um, all the old ladders, all, all the, the 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 plow for the snow, all that's going to need to go. Plus the stuff from my office. Like, so we just went virtual uh, and uh, we, we were virtual for a long time. We went into an office about three years ago. We let the lease expire and now everyone's back to working from home. But when we bought this building, we took one of the one bed, one bath units and we turned that into an on-site management and leasing office. It's about 500 square feet. It's all we need. So our my, my current corporate office is now in this apartment building. Okay, pretty cool. Um, one, of the, one of the beautiful things is when you move home, you've got to, you know, I've got to remove my office. So now I'm recording this for my home office. Obviously, stuff gets starts to get lost. Stuff gets gets misplaced. One of the things that happened is my, my, my SD card to record these podcasts fell on the ground. It disappeared for a week. Saw my dogs chewing on something uh, about a week ago. So I'd recorded some amazing podcasts and some of those recordings got completely deleted because my dogs are chewing on the SD card. Um, 
matter of fact, for those of you that are on, on video, here, <laughs> here's the chips of the SD card. If you're listening to this on, on iTunes, you got to check this out in YouTube. Here's the chips and the pieces of the SD card all busted up. Uh, so anyway, we move back home. It's fantastic because now we've got this on-site management leasing and basically corporate office at this new apartment building, which is fantastic. Okay. Now, let's talk for a second about if you want to get into multifamily and apartment buildings, small, medium, large size apartments, but you don't have a lot of cash, you don't have a lot of credit, uh, you don't have a lot of capacity to raise money yet, maybe you don't have a big balance sheet. How do you participate in this? Okay. Well, the answer is doing deals, big commercial deals, is definitely a team sport. Okay. It's not like you're playing tennis. It's not like you're playing, you know, ping pong and you're a single player by yourself. This is much more like basketball where you need four or five different players to kind of come together, partner on a deal and do deals together. Uh, Now, in my case, I could do these deals all by myself. I could sponsor the loans. I have a big enough balance sheet to sponsor the loans. I can raise all the capital. We manage about 40 million of capital. Um, I could manage the deals if I wanted to be the onsite manager. Uh, all these things, but we don't we don't do it that way. So I partnered up with my my good friend Glenn Lytle and uh, Tyler Brummett, and combined we over own over three thousand units of apartments, over two hundred million dollars in assets. And so, if you don't have that kind of balance sheet or that experience, what can you do? Well, you could source deals for other investor groups. Okay, it's so one thing that everybody needs is deal flow. And then you bring in somebody who could sponsor the loan, who's got a big enough balance sheet to sponsor the loan. And what that typically means is you have to have a net worth equal to the loan amount. So if the loan amount's 10 million, you gotta be worth 10 million. If the loan amount's 3 million, they gotta be worth 3 million. It also means that you have to have a liquid net worth, liquid meaning in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, cash, money markets, et cetera, uh, a liquid net worth of about a million bucks or more. Okay, so. We've got both of those. Check those off the list, okay? And so if you don't have the capacity to do that, well, then you could source deals for someone like us. And I would love to have more deal finders to help source deals for us. We could pay an assignment fee, some sort of acquisition fee, or keep you in the deal uh, and give you some equity so you can build your balance sheet, okay? So that's how you kind of play the game. I'll do a separate podcast on that some other time on how you can participate in, in multifamily deals as a, a, a new residential investor. Are you ready to automate and explode your real estate investing? We're searching for extremely motivated individuals who are sick and tired of wasting time and wanna finally see real results from their real estate investing business. We're searching for investors looking to get to the next level and become a bigger, better version of themselves while being a more successful real estate investing entrepreneur. Apply for mentoring and coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. That's joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. All right, so here's the deal details. Here's the numbers. All right, again, if you're watching this on YouTube or uh, where you can see my screen, then you'll be able to see all the numbers. If you're listening to this in iTunes, just try to 
put the numbers together, maybe pull off the road, grab a pen and a piece of paper. I'll walk you through this. Uh, you can also check this out on YouTube, uh, the 80 Maple case study, so you can actually see the numbers. So here's the numbers, how they flushed out. Again, we closed this deal about four days ago. Purchase price, $3.745 million. Renovation cost, $350,000. Okay, we're going to turn 40 of the units at about $7,500 each. Okay, that's about three hundred grand. The other $50,000 is going to go into point of sale violations and improving the bathrooms on the other 40 units. Okay, so $350,000. We paid ourselves a 3% acquisition and asset management fee, which is $120,000. And then we've got about $240,000 of other miscellaneous costs, which is money that we had to put in escrow, it's points, lender points, the appraisal, the legal, uh, the placement memorandum, the attorneys, uh, money that we had to put into escrow, with the lender uh, for principal and interest and taxes and insurance reserves, stuff like that. So we're all in for basically $4.46 million. We got a primary loan from Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, executive Freddie Mac loan, for $3,040,000, and we raised $1.5 million of equity. So we got... $4.55 million of total capital, and we need about 4.45. So we actually raised an extra $100,000 just to be safe, keep money in the operating account. Now, the current net operating income, as you know, all these commercial buildings, especially apartments, are determined value or based on net operating income. The current net operating income is about $300,000. Through the Capital improvements, the unit turns, we're going to be able to bump the rents to $380,000 and then value the building at about a a $6.1 million based off of a 6.25% cap rate. Okay, the cap rate is determined by the lender and that's what determines your appraised value. So $380,000 divided by 0.0625 leaves us a value of about 6.1, 6.2 million. So now we've got a high enough value, let's say in 21 months, 21 months from now, the building's totally improved, the 40 units are turned, the uh, CapEx is done, we've also done 40 of the bathrooms, we raised the rents on all those units, and now the building's worth 6.1 to 6.2 million. So What are we actually going to make and profit from the building? Well, first thing is $120,000 acquisition fee. So that's one form of profit. The second form of profit is when we refinance it, we will be all in for about $4.4 million. And the new loan we're going to put on it is $4.58 million. That means we'll have about $180,000 of tax-free refinance proceeds. That's the second form of income. Then the property will have annual cash flow after paying all the expenses and all the debt service of about $110,000 to $120,000 a year. So about $10,000 a month of profit after all expenses and after all debt service. And the fourth income stream is the equity. We're going to have a new loan on it for $4.58 million. It's going to be worth million, which means we got about 1.5, 1.6 million of equity or profit. 
okay? Which is really cool. So those four income streams, plus the rents will go up every year for the next, you know, five, eight, 10 years, plus the principal of the loan will be paid down by the rents, okay? So 30 years from now, this building will be paid off, probably worth seven, eight million dollars, $10 million, and we will owe nothing on it. We'll owe nothing on it, okay? So we'll be able to hand this down to my kids, my grandkids, you know, a $10 million asset paid off free and clear with someone else's money, someone else's rent. Everybody needs a place to live, right? So it's not like I'm gouging someone or, you know, uh, taking from one person to put profits into my pocket. This isn't a socialist economy, all right? Matter of fact, some of the socialist stuff that you're hearing out there right now during this election cycle is pretty freaking scary stuff. But this is capitalism 101, This is, I bring value to the building by raising money and bringing value to private investors, giving them a 10% return on their money, plus refinance proceeds. So my private investors are earning at least 10, 11% return or more. That's value I've brought to the table. Secondly, I'm improving the community by improving these units, right? That's gonna lower crime. It's gonna make for a better place to live. Okay, that's going to make the surrounding area better. That's value I'm bringing to the community. I'm bringing value to the seller because he's able to move on and do a 1031 exchange. He's able to move on with his next investment, move on from this property. He's been here 27 years. He's ready to move on, bringing value to his life, bringing value to the commercial lender who wrote the loan, he's making in the income from writing the loan. I'm bringing value to the commercial broker who brought us the deal, who's the realtor, the real estate agent, he's making money, okay? And by making a better place to live, the tenants are paying a little bit more in rent, not a lot, 50 bucks a month, 100, 150 bucks a month, not a lot. They have a nicer place to live that have less leaks, less electrical issues, the toilets all work, the kitchens all work, the disposals all work, new countertops, new cabinets, new bathrooms, new flooring, new paint, value to every one of the tenants. And that value exchange, which is pure capitalism, has allowed me to make five or six or seven different streams of income, eventually have this building paid off and the building be worth down the road, probably eight to $10 million at some point, Free and clear. And ultimately, my children and my grandchildren will have this asset to hang out with. Now, at the end of the day, how much money did I have to bring to the table? The answer is zero. I didn't put a nickel into this property. Okay? Funded 100% by a bank loan. And again, it was a non-recourse bank loan. Non-recourse means they're not leaning. I'm not personally guaranteeing the loan. They're not leaning my house. They're not, you know, making me uh, sign personally where I have to put up my assets and put up my house and my other real estate holdings in case the building goes bad. If the building goes bad. That's not good. It's not going to happen, but it's a non-recourse loan. So that's the value exchange. That's capitalism 101. Uh, that is part of this election cycle. One of the things that scares me is the attack on capitalism. Because if you take this economy and this, the foundations of who we are as Americans and you turn this into a socialist and then ultimately a communist economy, 
There's no incentive for someone like us, someone like me, to step in and improve this building. And look at all the value that I've brought to all these other people. Why? Because it's a capitalist economy, risk reward, okay? So at the end of the day, this deal is a fantastic deal for us. You know, it, it's not, it, it, I would say it's a great double. This is not a grand slam. This is not a home run. This is a good deal. It's not gonna set the world on fire, okay? But it's a great deal. It, it, it's, it's a fantastic deal to add to our portfolio, okay? This is not something we're gonna get rich on by having appreciation over time. This is something that you get rich on because you have uh, principal pay down on your mortgage and you have small rent bumps, okay? So what's really cool about this is also the investors, the passive investors that stepped in. We did a webinar. Uh, we went in to raise a million five. We raised about $3 million in about 90 minutes doing a webinar. Now, a lot of those relationships were already teed up. They were warm relationships, people that know us, but we're paying those investors a 10% preferred return plus a 1% kicker on their principal at the refi. So if somebody throws in $200,000, they get $20,000 in year one, $20,000 in year two. Let's assume the refi happens in month 21 or month 25, whenever it happens. They get another 1% at the refinance, which is another two grand. If they put in 200,000, they get another two grand. Okay. And so you look at that deal and you think, okay, that's pretty cool, man. Like everybody's winning here, okay? The deal makes a lot of sense and we closed on it. Now, one of the hiccups was at due diligence. At the due diligence, when we went to walk the units um, and I, I, I did other podcasts and talking a little bit about the walkthrough and how it was, you know, I had one woman that said she had a gun. We had another guy that came out of his unit naked. Uh, we had other guys that had like, been living in these units for so long. There's literally like the cigarette smoke and the ash almost feels like it's like melting the walls. It's got like that black ooze on it, the black goo. Um, so, but again, it's all part of our budget. It's to improve those units. I would rather turn a unit for seven or eight grand than flip a house and put in $80,000 in that in a rehab, okay? I've done lots of those. We made lots of money on them, but I'd rather turn a unit for seven or 8,000 than turn a single family flip for $80,000 renovation budget. It's just so much easier to manage. You know, I could turn 10 of these little units uh, and bump the rents on all those instead of one single family home. Um, and so that's our case study today, guys. That's 80 Maple. A lot of other nuggets in there for you guys to take away. Nuggets about providing value. Uh, when you buy deals, that's pure capitalism. A little couple nuggets on the comparison of socialism versus capitalism. Uh, a couple nuggets on how you can uh, participate in these big multifamily deals, even if you don't have a big balance sheet or even if you don't have a lot of capital. And ultimately, also a couple nuggets in there on why this seller wanted to sell and some multiple layers of motivation that sellers have, not just with residential, but with commercial deals. Um, and how you can find sellers that have multiple layers of motivation in the commercial apartment space, a lot of times you're going to find those through commercial brokers, through commercial realtors, real estate agents. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. What we'll do is we'll put in the show notes. 
We'll put a link over to our webinar that we're hosting about how to find sellers with multiple layers of motivation. We'll also put some links in the, in the show notes to some of the other podcasts that we've done that are related to this podcast, this case study, uh, and some other podcasts I've done on commercial multifamily investing. I'll also put some notes. Uh, if you want to register, if you want to learn more about our uh, multifamily offerings, if you, you know, as a passive investor, you can go visit our website, which is profitpro.invportal.com slash sign up. Okay, that's a mouthful, so we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, profitpro.invportal.com slash sign up. You can go to our website and actually sign up to see some of our future offerings. Now, in order to invest in those deals, if you're coming from like a podcast, or you're coming from email marketing or a Facebook post or a Facebook ad, that's known as general solicitation. So you've got to be an accredited investor to be able to invest in that stuff. Uh, but you can go check it out, profitpro.invportal.com slash sign up. So guys, listen, I hope you enjoyed this case study. Uh, I had a blast kind of sharing this with you, see some of the stuff that I'm up to, and we'll talk in some uh, some other case studies here uh, coming out very shortly after this one about some other deals that we're doing right now in this crazy COVID world that we live in, this crazy election cycle that we live in. There's lots of deals happening. If you're out there doing deals, the election doesn't matter. COVID doesn't matter. They're real. These are real things that we're dealing with, but there's still amazing deals happening by amazing entrepreneurs and capitalists in this economy. Check it out. Hope you enjoyed it. Leave us a five-star rating, five-star review, and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Take care. Hey, Josh here, and do you want to win a free Accelerated Investor t-shirt? All you have to do is give Accelerated Investor, our podcast, Accelerated Investor, a rating and a review on iTunes, okay? Do that now. Then send us a screenshot on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. What we're going to do then is every week we're going to pick our favorite rating and review, and we're going to send that person a free t-shirt and maybe, again, some other cool, fun stuff as well from Accelerated Investors. So, again, don't forget to take a screenshot. Leave a rating, review, take a screenshot, send it to us so we know exactly who you are, and then once a week, every week on the podcast, we will announce a new winner. Don't forget to take a screenshot and send it to us so we know exactly who you are. We'll announce a new winner every week. You've been listening to Josh Cantwell and the Accelerated Investor Podcast. Leave a comment on our iTunes channel and let us know what you want to learn next or who you'd like Josh to interview. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and make sure to subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes. Follow Josh Cantwell and his companies, Strategic Real Estate Coach and Freeland Ventures on all social media platforms now and stay up to date on new training and investment opportunities. To start your journey toward the lifestyle you've always dreamed of. Apply for coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com.